the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It is WWTC Minneapolis St. Paul. FM 107.5 K298CO Minneapolis. Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm Ron DeRockstra. Florida set a one-week record of nearly 500 confirmed coronavirus deaths. The state health department reported 96 new deaths today, bringing the total for the week to 496. Governor Ron DeSantis says state numbers have plateaued over the past two weeks. A lot of the cases are in that between 15 and uh, and 54, uh, which, as you can see, you know, those are not the age groups that are producing uh, significant fatalities. In fact, if you're if you're under 55 and you don't have significant comorbidities, uh, the fatality rate for this is incredibly, incredibly low. Meanwhile, Florida's entertainment industry back in business after a four-month shutdown. Walt Disney's World's Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom reopened today. Epcot and Disney's Hollywood Studios are going to follow in about four days. This is SRN News. Eric Metaxas puts China in perspective. When we're dealing with China, we need to understand the Communist Party of China is so oppressing the Chinese people, okay? We need to know about this. This is a human rights issue. It's an American issue because we trade with China. We do business with China. We need to be aware of what we're dealing with. We need to be aware of what is happening. The Eric Metaxas Show, overnights at 3 on AM 1280, The Patriot intelligent radio just after two o'clock here on am 1280 the patriot we thank you for keeping it tuned in second hour of the narn with mitch berg is coming up next but first a look at the forecast from the homestead road weather center for you it's a high of 82 this afternoon a slight chance of thunderstorms tomorrow nothing but sunshine and a high of 83 mostly clear sunday night and then to kick off your monday work week it'll be a high of 84 and mostly sunshine throughout the week though thunderstorms likely next week this is the northern alliance radio network the longest running conservative talk show in the twin cities it's great to be back in minnesota today political analysis of the good the bad and the outright crazy now here's your headline act mitch bird Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing, the shining spot of red in the sea of moldy, dingy, institutional blue. The Northern Alliance Radio Network, the show that is making talk radio great again. My name, Mitch Berg. My blog, shotinthedark.info, five days a week for, gosh, 18 years now, going on 19 years, uh, bringing anything I want to the Twin Cities at shotinthedark.info. Uh, of course, this broadcast uh, going on 17 years, holy cow, on the air. Uh, and planning for our 10th anniversary party as we head towards year 17, 
took a bit of a setback this past week. Oh, yeah, we'll be talking about that. Uh, but we'll stick around for more of that later because we got some politics to do. It's my pleasure to welcome to the broadcast for, I believe, the first time, GOP endorsed candidate to run for uh, the Minnesota State Senate in the station's home district, District 51 in the Greater Egan Metroplex. Doug Willits joins us here. Doug, welcome to the broadcast. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So uh, I can't remember. Do we talk? You ran for the Minnesota State, uh, your, the 51B seat back in 2018. Lamentably came up a, a tad short, but uh, did, did we talk on the air back then? I have so many people on the air every campaign, so it's hard to keep track. Yeah, no, we did not. And, uh, well, we'll fix that this time around. Yeah. Absolutely. Right Welcome now. to the broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, Doug, uh, tell the listeners a little something about yourself. Who are you, where you come from, and then we'll get into the politics. Um, yeah, um, Doug Willits, I grew up in Minnesota in this little town of La Crescent, Minnesota, in the southeastern corner of the state, right across the Mississippi River from La Crosse. Oh, yeah. Um, Grew up there, graduated from high school there, uh, about a week and a half out of out of high school. I was at uh, Fort Knox, Kentucky for some Army training and uh, spent 29 years in the Army. I retired from the Army as a lieutenant colonel, uh, uh, gosh, eight years ago now, almost to the day. I was uh, 30 July of 2012 was my last day in the Army. And uh, it was, uh, I loved the Army. I had a, I enjoyed it. I know there's a lot of people out there listening that said, that, you know, they did not have an enjoyable time while they were in the service. Not every day was an enjoyable time, obviously, um, just like any other job, but I did. I got to go all over the world um, because of that, and I got to go to some uh, pretty neat places, and some place, even the places that weren't so neat were still interesting in, in a lot of different ways, so. Uh, uh, no doubt, yeah. So uh, you, you've you've had a bit. So you've had a bit of a career. Uh, in fact, uh, probably moving on to a second career right now, and and with a little luck. And if the voters of Egan uh, get on board here, and one hopes they do, maybe maybe a third here. So yes. you seem like a sane person. What on earth well, thank has? You. Yeah, yeah. So far, so good. So let's let's question that here. What has prompted you to jump into politics? You've thrown your hat in the ring now for the second time around. Uh, what yep. has brought you to throw your hat into the ring for the Senate in District 51? Uh, well, be- before I actually retired, I was stationed at Fort Lewis, uh, Washington, and I was driving into work one day, and this uh, uh, person on the radio was talking, and uh, I can't even remember what, what year it was, but there was, you know, everybody was saying that, you know, it's the worst time we've ever had and that kind of stuff. And he was saying that, you know, talking to people that were about to retire, and they said, don't just, you know, go, don't just go play golf every day. I'm not saying don't go play golf, but do something else besides just play golf. And uh, I thought, well, crud, that's what that was my plan to go golfing and fishing and hunting, you know, when I retire from the army. And uh, he convicted me that that commentator did. And so I said, well, I'm going to get involved with something in politics because I don't like the way the country's going right now. We need to do something significantly different. And so um, I finished my Army career, but I started paying attention to politics at that point. Who was in, who was in office where, what they were doing, how they were doing it, and, and all that kind of stuff. And so I got back, I got retired in 2012. I came home from Afghanistan in February, I got married in June, retired from the Army in August or uh, July, and then came, came moved, moved all my stuff back to uh, Minnesota in August, where my wife was actually going to seminary at the time. And I kind of went into hibernation at that point and, uh, for a couple of months because it was kind of a busy year. 
And so I, uh, on, in July, January of 2013, I kind of came out of hibernation, and I talked to a friend of mine who hooked me up with Senator Dan Hall. And Dan explained to me, you know, the BPOU, CDs, and state politics, and the, how, the, how it all works. And so I started getting involved with that. When uh, my wife graduated from seminary, we moved down to Apple Valley, where I got involved with Senate District 57. And uh, when we were just renting a house at the time, but when we found a house to buy, we bought one here in Eden. And I got involved with Senate District 51, and one thing led to another. I really got involved, went to the state conventions, went to the BPOU conventions, went to the CD2 conventions, state conventions, all that kind of stuff. And uh, just got involved and said, well, you know, maybe I can contribute to this by uh, actually running for, for, an, for an office. 651-289-4488 if you have questions for, for, for Doug Willett, who is running for the Minnesota State Senate in District 51. Uh, We've got to do the needful here, uh, Doug. Where can people go to find out more? What's the, uh, the campaign website for more information on well, your campaign and how people can help? Well, it's 4MN.com, and the 4 is it's W-I-L-L-E-T-T-S-F-O-R-M-N.com. And I've got a Facebook. I've got Twitter. Um, of both of those, I don't understand very much, but I've uh, <laughs> um, uh, got those out there. Um, and those are, the, those are my primary uh, digital media that we have right now. Uh, so yeah, check that out if you're uh, out out and about uh, looking for for to help out a campaign. This is certainly one of those campaigns that has been. It's a district that's been frustrating for Republicans. It's a it's a district that we should be strong. And I, and I remember my first involvement in District 51 House and Senate was doing a bunch of fundraising for the the great array of candidates back in 2010. Uh, Ted Daly who had the Senate seat there for two years, and, of course, uh, the, the, both of the House candidates. And, and the good guys swept uh, all three seats that year in 2010, and then all three got swept out in 2012, and it's been there ever since. Right. We've been uh, – Doug Wardlow was on the A side. I forget the B side, but we had three really great yeah. uh, representatives right. and senators – and what's the path to victory for a Republican in District 51 these days, Doug? That is an excellent question. Um, I think it's just getting out and about and getting the name out there and making people realize that uh, there is another choice. And uh, the other choice is not totally insane. Um, that uh, we, we care about people. We want people to be successful. We want people to achieve their American dream, whatever that is. And uh, and uh, do it in a in a manner which is befitting uh, to be called an American. Uh, that uh, you do it in a fair way. You do it in a in a way that helps other people. Uh, that you know. And uh, whatever your American dream is, whatever that dream is to do, is that's how we the state of Minnesota needs to do that. Uh, my uh, campaign slogan is "Mission First, People Always." I stole that from the army, and. Essentially, what it boils down to is, is I have a, a vision of Minnesota being a state where people want to move to because government steps out of your out of your way, out of your life, to the to the extent possible. Everybody understands there needs to be some government. We need to have a fire department. We need to we actually do need to have a police force. Uh, we need to have a street a street crew to be able to fix the streets. That kind of stuff has to happen. But in order for that mission to happen, we got to put people always. 
and we need to make the people important. We need to help the people that need help. Uh, we need to make, I, you know, I believe in the dignity of work, whether it's on a construction site, whether you're dig- digging ditches, or whether you're behind an executive desk or a small business. I, you know, the dignity of work is a good thing. Going to work every day to, to do something that you like to do, or even something you don't like to do. Uh, I can't say I liked every job I had in the Army, but I went and did it to the best of my ability because that's what I, I needed to do. So tell us a little bit about the district. How is the district faring these days, and, and how is the district not being served by its current uh, relentlessly blue uh, slate of representatives and, and uh, Senator, uh, of course, your opponent, Senator Carlson? Right. Well, the district is, um, it goes from uh, Lone Oak Road um, all the way down to Lebanon, Lebanon Park, and essentially from the Minnesota River over to the Invergrove Heights uh, um, border with Egan, uh, and a small, it's almost all of Egan and a small slice of Burnsville, uh, northeast Burnsville. And I just remembered the other day is that there's like 15 houses from Invergrove Heights in the district. Um, and so, but it's, it's, it's fairly diverse, but there's a lot, you know, it's almost all residential, but the northern part where I kind of where I near where I live is there's a lot of um, uh, industry type people here, type businesses here. Um, right. And I, I think that part of the problem is that we're not in the state of Minnesota, not just here in Egan, is that we're not making this a business friendly location. Uh, we need to make it so that the taxes are low. Uh, we need to make so that businesses want to come here and not only, you know, so that they can come and prosper and, and have and, and provide jobs all the way from entry level all the way up to, you know, when people are starting to retire type of jobs and have a good job. We always talk about good paying jobs. Um, I'm not I'm not fully convinced when people say, you know, uh, when a politician says, I want to do a jobs program. Well, the best jobs program that the government can do is get out of the way and to allow businesses to prosper and allow businesses to do the jobs that they have. Um, this COVID-19 lockdown at first, I think, like everybody else in the state, I believe that first two weeks, everybody, hey, let's flatten the curve, flatten the curve. Got it. We don't want to overwhelm the hospitals because that would be a disaster. Uh, week three, we're saying, yeah, okay, got it. Week four, yeah, I'm done. Uh, yeah. I've talked to a lot of different business people, and uh, so many of them are so, the small business people are suffering horrendous hardship and stuff. Uh, we had two restaurants here in Egan that opened up in February of this year. Uh, fortunately, so far, they're, they've survived it, but just by the skin of their teeth. Uh, yeah. if, if, it, if, if they had, if that absolute lockdown had lasted much longer, they'd be done. Uh, just outside the district, there's been a restaurant called Jojo's on Nicollet yep. in Burnsville and they've been there 12 years. They couldn't make it. They're done. Yeah. No, nope. the, the home of the, the longtime home of the Northern Alliance radio network, Keegan's Irish pub, uh, augured yeah. in this past couple of weeks here. And that, that yeah. hits close to home. We are talking with, uh, Doug Willits, who is running for the, uh, the GOP endorsed candidate running in Senate district 51, which is near and dear to the station because it is our district is a district that was uh, a Republican district and then a purple district has seemed a little too far blue for its own good for quite some time. We, we definitely want to change that. And so, uh, by the way, I posted the link uh, to Doug's website at uh, Northern, uh, sorry, at uh, shotinthedark.info, just to help you remember. We'll be back for another segment with Doug when we come back. It's the Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. If you have questions or comments, go nowhere.
and we'll be right back. Limitless access to intelligent talk. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities, but serve worldwide. As the will of the students goes, so goes the will of the nation. This is a central theme in the new movie, Return to the Hiding Place, the film about Corey Ten Boom and her secret army of teenagers' heroic efforts to hide and save Jews from the Nazis during World War II. Corey's story was made famous by her book and original movie produced by the Billy Graham Association. Now, 45 years later, comes Return to the Hiding Place, the untold behind-the-scenes true story of Corey's secret army of student teenagers' efforts to rescue Jewish people. Told by Hans Poli, one of Corey's teens of the Resistance, Return to the Hiding Place is an action-packed film of the Dutch underground's true, breathtaking rescue of an entire orphanage of Jewish children. Return to the Hiding Place, starring John Reese davis Watch this captivating movie tonight with your older children at SalemNow.com and save 20% with promo code Minneapolis. Return to the hiding place at SalemNow.com. Promo code Minneapolis. Due to historical content might not be suitable for younger audiences. If your house needs new windows, you may be justifiably concerned about the upcoming parade of three-hour window presentations. High pressure, high priced, and all say they have the only window in the world that is right for you. Well, this year, do the opposite. I'm Ryan with My Three Quotes, the one-of-a-kind free service that's the exact opposite of the typical window-buying experience. First of all, I'm respectful of everyone's time. In less than an hour at your house, I'll have all the info I need to email you installed quotes on any window brand from multiple local contractors. Secondly, we find the best options based on your needs in your house. Whether it's Marvin, Anderson, or local vinyl brands, I know where to get you the best prices and quality. Thirdly, zero pressure, guaranteed. You move at your pace, and I'm always available to provide more options or meet you at showrooms until you're confident moving forward. When that time comes, I'll write up the order and do a walkthrough inspection when it's done. And did I mention I have the same free process for siding and roofing? Visit My Three Quotes online to set up a free appointment. That's the number three, My Three Quotes. At TwinCitiesTuitions.com, we recognize that this school year was a little different for you, with families learning how to work and learn from home together. We also recognize that this won't last forever. As you look ahead to the fall and a new chapter in your child's education, TwinCitiesTuitions.com will proudly be here to help with 50% off your student's first year at a brand new school. To see a full list of our partnering schools or for more information, visit TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Do you have 2020 vision spiritually, geopolitically? Gain clearer vision for yourself by joining Dr. Sebastian Gorka on the Stand with Israel tour this December 2nd to 11th. Register today at am1280thepatriot.com. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Don't forget, later on this afternoon, Americans for Prosperity Radio with Jason Flores coming up at 4 o'clock. If you miss the Narn, well, Jason's just just about as good. I know, Americans, Americans for Prosperity Radio should be weekly listening. If you 
like knowing the conservative truth of events in the state around you. Jason Flores, of course, yeah, one of the greats. We have to have him on again. Uh, it's, it's always fun uh, chatting with Jason because I don't have to do the work. Uh, I mean, like any good talk show host, you give him a, an opening, he will take it and run. 651-289-4488 if you have questions or comments for Doug Willits, who is the GOP-endorsed candidate to run in the uh, for the Minnesota Senate in how, uh, Senate District 51, which is Egan, part of Burnsville. And uh, I just learned this today, a little bit of Invergrove Heights. I did not know that. Uh, so, so anyway, it, 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 this is important. This is a, is a race that, that we, one of many races in the burbs where the Republicans need to uh, turn out and take get in front of the wave of, of revulsion at the, uh, at, at, at the governor's overreach uh, for an emergency that isn't an emergency anymore, as you quite rightly point out. This is, by the way, pointed out the, the need, uh, Doug, to have a legislature that will put some guardrails on gov- the governor's power in states of emergency. And there's been some great examples of this. I mean, back in 2015, Minnesota's various Second Amendment groups uh, passed with a bipartisan majority bills that forbade the government and the executive branch from taking guns, from closing gun shops, from embargoing carry permits uh, during a state of emergency, uh, no matter how bad the governor wanted to do it. And it has stuck. And don't believe for a moment the governor wouldn't have uh, signed gun control legislation under color of a state of emergency. Uh, Doug, I hope I can count you on board as, as one of the people who, if we get a majority this fall, uh, in either chamber, or both, I should say, both chambers, uh, we could start putting some limits on Governor for Life Waltz's unlimited powers here, Doug. Yeah, I would, I would actually like to see something along the lines of some piece of legislation that says um, the legislature has to, has, does, is not there to stop it, but to say, hey, yeah, we agree with you that, that there's still an emergency. And if the legislature does not agree with that, then the emergency is done. I'd like to see something along those lines. And I've been told that there's some legislation along those lines. And it would be, I think, um, that way there's, there's more, of a, more of a checks and balances than the current way we have it. Yeah. I mean, the, the, we do have a check and balance of sorts, but the fact is the Democrats control enough of the legislature to to basically back the governor up all he wants. I mean, they they control the house. They yeah. will. The the governor could order all Minnesotans to wear aluminum foil pants, and the, the Ryan Winkler's house will go right along with it. So, uh, we we have that to look for. So the the need to change state law with regards to states of emergency, absolutely crying need out there right now. And there's hopefully there's an awful lot of unemployed Minnesotans and former business people who'll be willing to join in on that because it needs to be done. Doug, let's tell us a little bit about more about your agenda should you get elected here and, and with god in the tailwind hopefully you will but what, what are your what are your top priorities uh, should you well, get into office here this fall oh and, you know it, it is, it's actually the pretty typical stuff you know um the economy health care and education um and the economy is really boiling down to what we've done to our we've, we've chosen to do this to ourselves with this covid19 lockdown um, and we're, we seem to, I, I don't agree with it, we seem to be continuing to choose to do this to absolutely devastate our economy. And I hear people talk about, well, you're just worried about your 401k. Well, number one, I don't have a 401k. And number two, the economy isn't just about that. The economy is about people and people going to work, people making a paycheck to pay for their stuff, to pay for, to live their lives. 
in the manner to which they would like to do it. And so I, that's one of the things that we need to work on is, is making sure that the economy is healthy and that it, it, it works for everybody. And, it, and we have to be able to make that choice. And education, um, everybody, I think that uh, everybody's worried about education all the time, and we should be. And I'm all for, you know, if, 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 if mom and dad want to put their kids through private school and they can afford it, knock themselves out. If they want to do a homeschooling, knock it out. If they want to do a, uh, a, a charter school, knock it out. If they want to send their kid to the public school, go ahead and do it. Uh, but we need to make education uh, for our, our young people, which, you know, you always hear, they're the young people are the future of our, of our state and our nation. Well, they are. But we need to start teaching them the, you know, how to balance a checkbook. What, what does the Constitution actually say and how does it work uh, and that kind of stuff. And then, you know, with um, uh, uh, health care, uh, we need a, a much more closer to a free market system than we got and then we we've currently have. And, I, and I, one of the things that really gets to me is that we need transparency in how these things are done, how this billing is done. Uh, when uh, you get you get two or three bills for having one one operation, that's just that's just wrong to me. And you never know exactly how much it's going to cost, and uh, and you know where 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 is that money going to? You get a bill from the surgeon, you get a bill from the anesthesiologist, you get a bill from the nurses, you get a bill from the facility. That's just wrong, and we need to be much more transparent with that. Absolutely. No argument there. So that, that's an awful lot of policy to unwrap there. I mean, when he's talking about education, about teaching students about the Constitution, about, uh, I mean, it's all music to my ears. And it is, well, it's the sort of stuff that will get Education Minnesota, the teachers union, the administrative uh, school administrators organization up in arms, howling with rage at the thought of teaching the Constitution to vulnerable kids. That sounds like an uphill battle, Doc. <laughs> yeah. Well, one of the things that, you know, I like, let's just take the Second Amendment, for example. If we yes. can legislate away the Second Amendment, what's to stop us from legislating away the Fourth Amendment? You know, coming people come yeah. to, coming to search your house without a warrant. What's to stop us from legislating away the First Amendment? That's what the Second Amendment's about firearms. I got it. But it's bigger than that. If we can yes. legislate away an amendment, or any other part of the Constitution by just passing laws, but from a bunch of people that don't agree with something, that that is a serious, serious, serious problem that will come back and bite us in the backside so quick it's going to be amazing. And by the way, if you are a Second Amendment voter out there, uh, you may get tired of hearing that this is the most important election of your lifetime. But it is. <laughs> I mean, if the, if the DFL gets complete control of the House and Senate, and we still have Governor Waltz, and we will, uh, we will make Virginia look like Mississippi. The, the, yep. the DFL is drooling at the thought of being able to pass the sort of gun control laws that they tried to float in 2013 and again uh, two years ago in the Minnesota House and, and, and Senate. And they will get them. They will pass them. They will jam them down. They will come for your guns. Don't mean to hijack your interview here, Doug, but that is exactly the stakes okay. we're at here right now. If you're a gun owner and you're not voting early and often and bringing every member of your family to the polls, you're nuts. You're absolutely nuts. Doug, well, I, uh, tell I, us a little bit. Oh, go ahead. I am a firearms instructor. I do teach the Minnesota Concealed Carry class, um, and I do it. Um, I try to do a couple of them every week. So, 
Excellent. We need more of them in the legislature as well to, to counterbalance the phalanx of ignorance that the DFL brings to the table on these issues every every stinking session. Anyway, Doug, uh, we're coming down to the last couple of minutes here. Tell us a, bit, a little bit about campaigning in Egan in a time of plague. What's how, how do you work a campaign in a city like Egan when everybody's quarantined up? Well, it's um, it's it's a, lot, it's a lot different than it was two years ago. Um, yes. Been doing, putting out a lot more stuff digit- digitally, uh, yep. and uh, that's been the primary thing right now. I've been I've done very very little door knocking so far. Um, I had one person um, open the door and point at the basket at their front step and said, "Put it in there," and they uh-huh. had no intention of opening their storm door. <laughs> um, uh, and so it's it's. Way different than it was two years ago. Um, trying to do more stuff like this to try to get get my name out there a lot more. Uh, I have a, a couple of phone calls into other radio stations and whatnot, uh, podcasts and so forth to get to talk to people. Uh, unfortunately, nobody's called in, and so. Uh, but it, that's the big thing. And the other thing is, is that I need people to go out on Facebook and like my page. And get on Twitter and, and like my Twitter page, whatever you call those things, and retweet and read Facebook or redo whatever they call those that stuff, and, and and get it out there, get the name out there, get the issues out there that uh, they support, and then of course there's always the politic political part of it. Send money. Uh, this none of this is going to happen without getting some money, and I and even five dollars helps. Five dollars will pay for a yard sign. Uh, and so, you know, and we have to do, I have to do a bunch of mailers and mailers ain't cheap. They are just not cheap anymore. And I need to get, you know, that kind of stuff out there. So. Absolutely. Uh, we're talking with uh, Doug Woolitz, who is running for the Minnesota State Senate in District 51, uh, the Greater Egan, uh, part of Burnsville, a little bit of Invergrove Heights area. Doug, one more time, how can people uh, find out more about your campaign, the website, the Facebook page, where, where do you go? Well, on the website, it's uh, willetsformn.com, W-I-L-L-E-T-T-S-F-O-R-M-N.com. On Facebook, it's uh, Willits for Minnesota Senate, and same thing for uh, for Twitter. Uh, Willits, uh, I think, um, Twitter confuses me something horrible. <laughs> um, and so it's it's actually, uh, yeah, Willits for MN Senate, and the same for Facebook. Willits for MN Absolutely. Senate. And I posted the link Absolutely. I posted the link to the uh, website at shotinthedark.info under the uh, show post for today. Doug, pleasure to meet you. We'll have to do this again before election time. Uh, best of luck out there in these weird times. And, and, and good Lord, here's hoping that uh, you, you catch a good tailwind here between now and November. We've got to have you in office. Thank you, sir. Absolutely. Thank you. We'll do this again. Thanks a lot. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Uh, The link to Doug's uh, website is up at shotinthedark.info, even as we speak. When we come back, oh, yeah, two more segments to go, which means the fun is still literally and technically and figuratively all the above just beginning. Go nowhere. It's the Northern Alliance, AM 1280, The Patriot. Hey, Mike, how's the house coming along? (sighs) Needs a ton of work. The pipes are leaking. Needs a new roof. The AC just broke. I just don't have time to do it all myself. You know anyone? Oh, just ask HomeAdvisor. 
They match you with the best local pros for any home project. Cool. Yeah, you can read reviews and book appointments online. What's it cost? Actually, HomeAdvisor is always free to use. Nice. I'll check it out. Go to HomeAdvisor.com or download the free app. HomeAdvisor. I'm pretty handy around the house, but now that I have kids, I don't want to spend my Saturday installing a toilet or fixing an air conditioner. But thankfully, there's HomeAdvisor. HomeAdvisor helps me find the best home pros in my area to handle any kind of project. You can read reviews of the pros, check their availability, even book appointments online. And what my wife loves most is that HomeAdvisor is completely free to use. Go to HomeAdvisor.com or download the free app to get started. HomeAdvisor. Relief Factor. Effective pain relief that really, really works. How do I know that? I don't have a script. I don't have talking points. I live it. I've been taking it for a year and a half. I had a lower back pain issue that had been plaguing me for nine years, almost a decade. I took Relief Factor for two weeks. Yes, two weeks, and my pain was gone, and it's still gone. That's the experience of tens of thousands of Americans who are taking Relief Factor right now. Don't take my word for it. See their incredible video testimonials at relieffactor.com. And then find out for yourself if this incredible drug-free product could work for you as well as it does for me and tens of thousands of Americans. It's so very, very simple. Go to relieffactor.com, order the three-week quick starter pack. It'll be at your door in three days or less. And I guarantee it, Dr. G's guarantee, if you take it morning and evening, as do I, for three weeks, by the end of that time, you will know if it works for you like it works for me. How'd you like to eliminate your expensive cable bill forever or get new satellite internet where cable can't go? Well, now you can have affordable satellite internet service for a few dollars a day. All you need is a mini satellite installed and you can have unlimited internet connections wirelessly in your home or office. And no cable boxes means unlimited connections and no clutter. You can surf the internet or stream any of your favorite television services with no cable. And the best part is, satellite internet service costs only a few dollars a day for your entire home. Yes, fast internet to surf or stream television for a few bucks a day. Call now for free details and learn how to drop your expensive cable bill. 800-430-8761-800-430-8761-800-430-8761. That's 800-430-8761. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing. The Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM twelve eighty, the Patriot. By the way, since we're playing music apparently off of uh, the Supreme Soviet of Love's debut and probably final album from uh, three years ago, I should point out that the cover version of that band, Elephant in the Room, is playing next Saturday night. You're going to want to be out in the far western, well, we're outside the suburbs there. We're going to be playing at Freedom Fest, a fundraiser for the New House Republican Caucus, especially uh, Representative Jerry Munson, Jeremy Munson, uh, out in uh, Lake Crystal, Minnesota, which is just west of Mankato. So if you're a listener in the greater Mankato area or feel like making a little road trip with your favorite band, Elephant in the Room, love to see you there next Saturday night. I'll be posting the link to the venue at shotinthedark.info sometime early next week. So you can start making your weekend plans, hopefully. And hopefully they will involve uh, coming out and helping out a couple great causes and listening to some 
Good, if slightly out of practice music. Our last gig, by the way, was Leap Day, February 29th. So we're kind of scrambling to get back in shape here. It uh, takes a little training to do a, to do a band for uh, four hours, but we're up to it. It's going to be. It looks like a great venue, by the way. So we're looking forward to playing out there. Since it doesn't look like there's going to be a lot of live music at other bars anytime soon here this year. So anyway, at least not in the Twin Cities. So. Elephant in the room next Saturday night out in Lake Crystal, which is just about 10 miles west of Mankato, 7 to 11. Uh, details coming up at Shot in the Dark uh, maybe next week, certainly, uh, or me, maybe later today. So fingers crossed. When I have time to do it. <laughs> anyway, 651 289 4488. You can also join us on Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. More on that in a moment here, but let's go to the phones. Bob in, I want to say, Shoreview is back. Uh, thanks for uh, calling back. You are live and on the air. Go right ahead. Uh, yeah, switching gears to your earlier topics. Uh, the first thing is uh, every time someone uses the misleading term systemic racism, I propose that we bring up the subject of systemic breakdown of the black family and absent fathers as a way to counter their attempts to control the conversation, because that's the biggest cause of problems in the black community, bigger than any remaining racism that still exists in some incorrigible individuals. But you'll never be able to eradicate every last vestige of that. Absolutely. And my second, yeah, my second com- uh, comment is uh, about the emergency financial aid from the federal government. I mean, since politics is all about compromise and bargaining for a better deal, why can't President Trump and FEMA demand a concession from Governor Waltz, like uh, giving up the sanctuary city status of Minneapolis or making the governor promise to not allow illegal immigrants to vote? And, you know, the federal government doesn't have to give them the entire amount they're asking for or even give them a lump sum. I mean, 10 or 12 installments could guarantee that they'll keep their part of the deal. So is there any other concessions that you think could be thrown into the deal, Mitch? I think giving up emergency power would be a great concession to get from the governor. I think uh, backing off the threat to make all of this November's election a mail-in election, which is rife for abuse, uh, rife for fraud, a ripe target for the DFL's fraud machine. I, I think rolling that back, I think <laughs> getting uh, Steve Simon to obey three different court orders and release the information about registration fraud that he would seem to be sitting on at the Secretary of State's office, which will, of course, blow the doors off the DFL's fraud machine. And by the way, when you tell DFLers, hey, you. You, you mentioned the, the wave, the massive wave of registration fraud that uh, the Minnesota Voters Alliance uncovered several years back. They go, well, it's just registration. I mean, registration doesn't mean voting. Yeah, what do you think fraudulent registrations do for you when you're doing a mail-in election and they're sending out absentee ballots to all registered voters? Meaning to all registered names and addresses. Back when this was originally discovered, when the the doors were blown off the fraud, they found nine different people registered to a laundromat in a small town somewhere. 
You think someone out there isn't going to be using those nine registrations or whatever has replaced them in the in the process since then? Taking those mailed-in ballots, filling them up for DFL candidates and sending them in? Questions unasked, or at least in, in, in a form where questions can't be asked until after the election's been held and the candidates certified? You don't think that's the DFL's plan, <laughs> I remember feeling that idealistic and innocent. 651-289-4488. I like the way you're thinking there, uh, Bob. Uh, yeah, get some concessions out of it. As far as your first point, by the way, excellent uh, and very much on point here. Bringing up the decay and collapse of the African-American family is why allegations of st- the, the whole systemic racism trope exists. It's to reframe the issue and reframe those who question the status quo in the community, which, by the way, is largely tied, as with most things that are wrong with America, to progressive policies. It, it, this is a way that they will frame you for asking the question as a retrograde, racist, misogynist, backward-thinking, horrible person for even bringing it up. The African-American family is is in trouble because of systemic racism. The problems that beset the African-American community, the African-American family, African-American society in general, are there because of systemic racism. Now, as Larry Elder quite correctly points out, you had polls 30 years ago of African-Americans indicated roughly a third believed that racism was a problem in their lives. A couple of years ago, during the Ferguson riots, that proportion had risen to two-thirds. Did life get that much worse for African Americans in those 30 years? Or is it something else driving that level of opinion? Well, it's the very successful battle for the language that the left has been fighting uh, that we are here to fight against, by the way. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. Uh, you can also join us at hashtag Narn Show on Twitter. We'll get back to some of it. It's been a great discussion on Twitter here today. By the way, speaking of city government, we've had our sport today talking about Mayor McDreamy in Minneapolis. Uh, don't worry, Mayor Carter. We're going to come back to you one of these days. Uh, St. Paul fared rather slightly better, but it ain't going to last. <laughs> uh, let's talk about one of Minnesota's other metropoli. Now, I'll just allow up front. I'm not going to say that former state representative and current Rochester mayor Kim Norton, current mayor of Rochester, is simultaneously both the most authoritarian person in Minnesota politics and the most groaningly, uh, let's just say, ill-informed, incurious, and tone-deaf politician in office anywhere in Minnesota today. But in reading a tweet she wrote this past week on social media, uh, back, I believe it was uh, Thursday, perhaps Wednesday. She wrote, Governor Tim Waltz. This is from her Mayor Norton account, which to which I don't have access, by the way, because Mayor Norton blocked me from Twitter years ago because she was a, a, a strident anti-gun representative and 
she simply cannot bear being clobbered in an up-and-up debate with a mere minion, a mere citizen. She is a, a beneficiary of immense urban progressive privilege, and she works with it. She doesn't need to have mere proles like yours truly clobbering her with the truth. So she's been blocking me for years. However, someone else forwarded this to me. Uh, she tweeted this past week, Governor Waltz, it would be great if... Uh, by the way, this was in response to uh, uh, questions from the community about Mayor Norton signing on to the... Uh, and the Rochester City Council voting to support an amendment to the existing emergency declaration requiring individuals to wear masks while in any indoor public space. And Mayor Norton tweeted back to the governor for life. It would be great if we had a statewide mandate so folks threatening to take their business elsewhere wouldn't have a choice. Why would I call her the most authoritarian person in Minnesota politics? I, I may be overstating her because, of course, she works in a context of having a governor who has for four months now been exercising emergency power in a situation that is no longer an emergency. The spread of COVID has been contained. By the governor's own modeling, we are supposed to have 22,000 dead Monday. The state's at about 1,400 right now. That's about 6% of the model's grossly flawed predictions. That's good. That's good news. But to say that we are still in a state of emergency is, shall we say, a bit of a stretch. But Mayor Norton benefits from the state of emergency. She benefits from hysteria. She benefits from the aggregation of illegitimate, albeit legal, power to the ruling class. Ergo, her. So what's she going to do? <laughs> Allow people any choice in the matter? It would be great if we had a statewide mandate so folks threatening to take their business elsewhere couldn't. Can you think of a more cowardly, passive-aggressive way of exercising power? Voters, pass it around. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 12A, The Patriot. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. It's on the radio. I don't know what it means. It's hot out and it's sticky and all that I can figure out. Is that it's something about... AM 1280, The Patriot. Whoa. Look at all these options. You can fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream The Patriot. Top shelf choices include am1280thepatriot.com, our free app, and radio.com. If you're thinking of replacing your carpets due to pet stains and odors, you must try Genesis 950. Genesis 950 with water breaks down the bonds of stains and odors so they're gone for good. Its antibacterial component removes pet odors from carpet and padding. It can even be used in a carpet cleaning machine. And it's green, so it's safe for your family and pets. Before you purchase new carpets, you must try Genesis 950. It's made in America. One gallon of industrial strength Genesis 950 makes up to seven gallons of cleaner. But Genesis 950 is not just for pet stains. It's 
a disinfectant that kills viruses. It can be used on surfaces and floors by mixing one-third Genesis 950 with two-thirds water. Apply to surface and clean with fresh water. It's great for floors, bathrooms, kitchens, garages, grease stains, wheels, tires, decreasing engines, and upholstery. It's available on Amazon. However, if you order a gallon direct at Genesis950.com, you'll receive a free spray bottle and discount using code SALEM. That's Genesis950.com. Genesis950.com. Code SALEM. As the will of the students goes, so goes the will of the nation. This is the central theme of the new movie, Return to the Hiding Place, a film about Corey Ten Boom and her family's heroic efforts to hide and save Jews from the Nazis during World War II and about her secret army of teenagers. Watch this captivating movie tonight with your older children at SalemNow.com and save 20% with the promo code Minneapolis. Return to the Hiding Place at SalemNow.com. Use promo code Minneapolis. Warning. Warning, warning. Once you taste the Rack Shack's Patriot Burger, other burgers will never measure up. Hey, I'm Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM1280 The Patriot, and we've partnered with my friend Keith Hitner Sr. from the Rack Shack Barbecue to create a burger worthy of the Patriot name. It's a half-pound burger that's red, white, and blue through and through. American cheese on top, and the American flag proudly waves over the bun. The Patriot Burger comes with your choice of any of our delectable sides, like our famous hand-cut fries, all just for $12.80. Best burger in town as far as I'm concerned, and it's $12.80 anytime, any day. Try today at the Rack Shack Barbecue at the Cedar Cliff Center at Nichols and Cliff in Egan. Be careful. Once you try a Patriot Burger, you may never go back to a regular burger. That's the Rack Shack Barbecue at RackShackBarbecue.com. Get that Rack Shack attack, Rack Shack Barbecue, at TwinCitiesTuitions.com, we recognize that this school year was a little different. As you look ahead to a new chapter this fall, TwinCitiesTuitions.com will be here to help with half-price tuitions for first-time students. To see a full list of partnering schools, visit TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Welcome back to Twin Cities and World. It's the Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. Hey, don't forget the Patriot Daybreak Insider. All of the day's news boiled down into something really quick. You can do while you're drinking your morning coffee, getting ready to get about your day, whatever your day brings you. Go to am12athepatriot.com, enter keyword subscribe. I did, you should. 651-289-4488. Also found on Twitter at hashtag NarnShow, N-A-R-N Show, where uh, regular commenter Boogie Finger is on fire today. Sent me this uh, bit of uh, news from a couple weeks ago, which, by the way, I did actually have on shotinthedark.info. Uh, this is uh, going back to during the heart of the riots last month, a, a piece that came out in the New York Times, datelined in Minneapolis on June 7th. It's approaching 2 a.m., and city council member Jeremiah Ellison is patrolling his neighborhood in a black sedan when the smell of smoke wafts through the open driver's side window. Several black-owned businesses had been destroyed in this area, considered the heart of the city's black community, in recent fires that investigators have deemed suspicious. Neighbors suspect right-wing militias and social media has been abuzz with purported but unverified sightings of masked white men in pickup trucks holding... You guessed it, semi-automatic assault rifles. It wouldn't be a party without the inevitable semi-automatic assault rifle. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jeremiah Ellison, son of Attorney General Keith Ellison, both of whom are relentlessly 
anti-Second Amendment, both of whom will vote in a heartbeat to strip you of your right to keep and bear arms in the state of Minnesota. Jeremiah Ellison leapt from his car holding what? A manual of social work? Uh, a DSM-4 guide? No, a handgun. <laughs> in On the animal farm, some animals are more equal than others. Hey, at least some people in Minneapolis are getting the, 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 the idea here. Some feeling unsafe in the Phillips neighborhood, which, by the way, is the area from the freeway down to Lake Street. Uh, I'm sorry, from 94 down to Lake Street and from 35 east to Hiawatha a neighborhood that has been through its rough times and has bounced back a bit, but we'll see where that goes. Some people feeling unsafe in the neighborhood, which, by the way, used to be every bit as dangerous as North Minneapolis and has rebounded a bit and would seem to be debounding perhaps today. They put up barricades at both ends of their streets to block traffic from getting through. In less than two weeks, neighbors say their community near Lake and Cedar has transformed their words. Quote, we were terrified to just be walking, said Maria Perez. We were like, no, we prefer to be inside. Neighbors say that's all changed now thanks to the blockades. They put them up about 10 days ago before they said crime was out of control with drug dealing and prostitution happening out in the open. Shocking. Perez said there's a lot of violence and shootings. Quote, people were getting robbed at gunpoint, said Rachel Glover, another neighbor. Quote, our children couldn't play outside because there were used needles everywhere. Neighbors say the barricades have caused some trouble with Minneapolis traffic control. And police came out Wednesday, but they seem to have reached at least a temporary peace. Quote, we've been getting support from the officers, said Abdi Hassan, a neighbor. Quote, when we called, they knew what we were doing and they were very supportive. And I want to tell them thank you. Hmm. If your area is being flooded with people who are diminishing your quality of life, Putting up a wall might actually help? That's just crazy talk. 651-289-4488. Don't forget uh, Brad Carlson uh, in tomorrow from 1 to 3. And King Banyan will be joining us uh, Saturday morning uh, on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman. It's the entire Northern Alliance radio network. I wanted to finish up. It's been such a... I don't know, not really a downbeat show, but sort of, a, a, let's just say, sort of a fatalistic show talking about the, the, the decline, really the inevitable collapse of the progressive utopia in Minneapolis. But let's look at something hopeful, or at least something to make you feel good this week after July 4th. July 4th, while I was not on the air, I did my, uh, my, my 4th of July broadcast last week. Well, I just had to point this out. Manny Loriano, a uh, friend of the blog, uh, a friend of the show, and of pretty much good guys all over the metro. Of course, the, 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 the top trumpet uh, dog at the Minnesota Orchestra, and the, the conductor of the Bloomington, I believe, uh, conductor at large for a number of symphonies, the Minnesota Youth Symphony, and I think the Bloomington Symphony. Anyway, I mean, he does to conducting what Dave Grohl does for instruments. Anyway, he wrote a piece on his blog this past week that I had to post on my blog. Uh, it's a big piece. I just did a quick pull quote from it. Um, Manny, who's, of course, uh, born in Puerto Rico, if memory serves. We um, should read the whole thing, but I'm just going to do a pull quote. I love being an American. I love that in an airport terminal I can hear a strong Bronx, Bronx accent, a Texas drawl, a sweet North Carolina lilt, 
L.A. surfer dude speak, all spoken by people whose parents came from Germany, Japan, Ghana, the Dominican Republic, and Norway. I, I, I love being an American, says Manny. I love that I'm different from others in the world because I love that I am secure enough in who I am to not want to be like others. I'm content with the richest, richness that is part of who I am without coveting the nature of others while accepting my foibles. I derive pride from living under the oldest constitution in the world. I love that we've grown over the last 233 years to amend the constitution to reflect some newer acknowledgments over earlier decisions. I love that we can bend without snapping in two, although once we came close, we fought an internal battle and spent a long time healing. And I love being an American. I posted uh, the link to the entire piece at Shot in the Dark on July 4th, last Saturday, in a piece entitled Love Letter to America, reprising Manny's uh, title. I urge you to go to shotinthedark.info. Actually, I'll post it on the show post for today at shotinthedark.info because it's something you should be reading anyway. So uh, by all means, I, I, I hope you do because Manny points out quite correctly, America has immense promise. And really, once you get outside the headlines and into the hinterlands, America has immense beauty, immense value. And when I say hinterlands, I mean, even here in the city, even in Minneapolis, those people down at Lake and Cedar who barricaded off their streets and took a civilized world back, built a bit of civilization against all odds uh, until somebody from the city comes and ruins it. But We'll remain optimistic here. That is the best of what America has to offer. The ability to get up and say, we are taking our little bit of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, and the protection of our property and our investment and our and our and ourselves back from the powerful but not inexorable forces that are tormenting us. And so just like Governor Noam in South Dakota, who said nobody's touching Mount Rushmore on her watch, a bunch of people who may not be conservatives, who may not be GOP voters, but have some little bit in their heart that beats just the way ours does and said, you know what, we're building that wall. And behind that wall, for now, we are going to reclaim our lives, our liberties, our property, our peace of mind, our happiness. And that is something to be thankful for in this great country. Thank you for tuning in. See you next week. God bless you all. God bless America. In the 2016 race for president, Donald Trump was not the first choice for many Christian voters. His personal history made it unimaginable that he would defend Christian values as president, or so we thought. In his new book, For God and Country, The Christian Case for Trump, Dr. Ralph Reed shows that President Trump has kept his promises and been the most effective presidential defender of religious liberty and the pro-life cause since Reagan. It's required reading in 2020. For God and Country, the new book by Ralph Reed, available wherever books are sold. Hey, are you guys open? Yeah, yeah, we are. Come on in. As businesses reopen across the nation, is your business prepared for what comes next? Salem Surround can help. 
COVID-19 brought America's thriving economy to a screeching halt. But now, local businesses are getting back to normal, and families are getting out to shops, stores, and restaurants. Are you ready for the return to business and all that pent-up consumer demand? Business recovery plans should be ready to go right now. The marketing team at Salem Surround is ready to help, so you don't waste a minute or a dollar recapturing market share. We'll help design your recovery plan targeting potential customers with proven marketing strategies. With everything in our toolkit working for you. Digital, audio, mobile, even audience engaging contests and promotions. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital marketing plan. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. This is Al Mombert. This Sunday morning on the World of Aviation, we're going to speak with Charlie Johnson, who got the fire in the belly over flying at the young age of three when his uncle took him up for a ride in his Piper Cub and did aerobatics. He was still laughing when they landed. He knew then what he wanted to do for the rest of his life. He went on to fly wild weasels in Vietnam and in civilian life became the president of Cessna. Join us this Sunday morning for his incredible story at 10.05 on the World of Aviation, right here on AM 1280, The Patriot. I've always wanted to learn another language, but every time I try, it never sticks. So I decided to give Babbel a try, and I really like the teaching method of the app. I started with the beginner lesson on Babbel, and it starts with simple words and phrases, and soon you're putting those words into a conversation. Each lesson takes about 10 to 15 minutes, and they're all really different, which keeps things interesting. The app is really smart. It actually keeps track of the words I'm struggling with so I can practice them and get better. I chose Babbel because it was created by real language teachers. They built it around real life, how people actually communicate, and what they care about. I can't wait to use my new language skills in the real world. Dos cervezas, por favor. (laughs) With Babbel, get conversational in Spanish, French, German, and more. It just takes 10 to 15 minutes a day. Now try Babbel free. Just go to Babbel.com and start learning a new language today. That's Babbel.com, B-A-B-B-E-L.com. AM 1280, 